0: This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime in our Plantsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m. or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m. Or online anytime at faithlivingchurch.com.
1: And who knows what kind of junk food she's feeding them. I. I th- what if something terrible happens? Like, my baby girl takes her first steps and I'm, and I'm here instead of there? And th- I think this is a bad idea. I'm
0: sure everything will be fine. She probably won't take her first step in the next hour. How old is your baby?
1: She's already five months.
0: Hmm, thinking five months is not something we have to worry about. Okay, look, I think I'm ready.
1: Wonderful. Okay, why don't you tell me what brought you here today? I'm just so tired, and I worry all the time. I don't think anybody understands how much I worry. What if the baby chokes? What if the toddler never gets potty trained? Goodness, his wife will hate me. What if my oldest realizes she can order as many Barbies as she wants on Alexa? And did I mention I'm tired? I'm just so tired.
0: Hmm, I see. Well, how about we do something so I get to know you a little better? I'll show you some cards and you tell me what you see. And that's easy enough, right? Okay.
1: A big pile of dirty laundry. A sink full of dishes. Spit up. (laughs) Laundry. Ugh. Mud on my freshly mopped floor. Last one. Another pile of laundry.
0: You do seem a little preoccupied with laundry. Me? You're the one who's got all these chore cards. Okay, let's try something different. I'll say a word and you tell me what you think, okay?
1: Sausage chips.
0: Okay, how about...
1: Wait a minute, did you say sausage chips? I did, this past Mother's Day, my oldest... Oh, she's so sweet, she's eight, she's fun, she wants to be a chef, and she can already... Well, anyway, I'm always telling her we need to eat more protein, so she put some sausage in with the cookies. She was so proud. Okay, did you eat them? How could I not? I just broke them up into little chunks, took them like pills, and prayed to Jesus that I wouldn't throw up. The smile on her face was worth every wave of nausea. Impressive. How about car?
0: Cried. You think of crying when I say car?
1: Yes, it all starts when I strap the baby into her car seat. She starts crying. Then the toddler starts wailing. Then I get everybody strapped in and a diaper needs to be changed. That's when I start crying. Mm, Sounds difficult, but you're smiling. Well, yeah, because then my oldest comes and pats my arm and just tells me, it's okay, mommy, I'll help you. It just melts my heart every time. Okay, one last word, spoon, hug. Tell me about that. Well, yesterday I caught my toddler. He's such a sweet boy, talks a mile a minute, but the chubbiest little cheeks you ever wanna see. I caught him feeding the baby applesauce with his little Spider-Man spoon. And in between bites, he would give her a hug and say, good girl, good eating. Oh, could anything be more adorable? You know, they really are the greatest kids. They're sassy and stubborn and messy. And they take every ounce of energy I have. But goodness, I love them. They're adventurous and curious, imaginative and funny. Doc, thank you so much for your wonderful expert advice. I feel so much better. I really should be getting home to those adorable monsters. but I can come back next week, right? Same time? Same time, I'll see you then. Hmm. Well,
0: this client is overworked, underpaid, severely sleep deprived, has no days off, no vacations, and little time to herself. Yet she smiles so easily, is supremely happy, And very devoted to her work. Diagnosis? Mom.
2: I would like to say once again, Happy Mother's Day to all you moms and all you moms who are joining us online. Happy Mother's Day. You know, lots of times we have been known to take moms for granted. Is that right? That happens from time to time. And what I want to talk to you about this day is moms are amazing. And we're going to learn a little bit about that. We're going to listen to what people say about moms. We're going to get uh, encouraged and inspired. We're going to look at a little bit of what God's word says about moms as well. You know, and we want to honor all the moms Not just today, but every day. And we want to honor the moms and the grandmoms and the great, great, great grandmoms who've already gone to be with the Lord. We want to honor them by our life. You know, they're cheering us on from uh, the balcony. Um, The quickest way for a mother to get the attention of her children usually is to sit down somewhere and get real comfortable And then they need her. I don't know if you ever experienced that or not. But we've seen that that has often been the case. And mothers can always find a few minutes to themselves at the end of each day. And all she does has to do to have some time to herself is to begin to wash the dishes, you know. And nobody is around, you know. So moms can have time to themselves if they choose to wash the dishes, you know, at the end of the day. And it's not just a little bit. I think there's a lot more dishes, but I didn't have enough room to bring all Susan's dishes in this morning. So, okay. All right. Our mothers has, have taught us so much about life. But you have to agree, children have taught mothers some things about life, too. Here's a few lessons children have taught mothers. You've learned that a three-year-old's voice is louder than 200 adults in a crowded restaurant. And you've learned that when you are in another room and you hear the toilet flush with the words, Oh, no! Immediately following, you've learned that it's already too late. And uh, let me see. I'll tell you about something on myself. When I was a a little fellow, about three, three and a half, not quite four years old, and uh, we lived in Charlotte, North Carolina at the time on Rogers Street. I remember that very well. And uh, I discovered, I don't know if you remember when you discovered But I discovered the toilet. I was potty trained and everything, you know. And I discovered the toilet. And I just found it absolutely phenomenal. Whatever you put in the toilet, you could just make it disappear, you know. (laughs) And I remember specifically, I went outside and I found a stick just about like this. And I was intrigued. And I threw it in the toilet, flushed it, and it disappeared. And I went on about, you know, my day, three and a half year old, almost four year old, you know, and I didn't know anything about that until my dad got home and found out that my mom had uh, problems with that toilet after I made the trick happen and all. And she had to call a plumber. And when I got home, my dad was holding the same stick that I made disappear after they had to play a, pay a plumber to retrieve it because it was blocking up the the line, you know, but. These are things that parents learn. So you, you, you have to explain to children really early on, you don't throw sticks and stuff in the toilet, you know, because then you have to pay the plumber to come and retrieve them. But I actually did that. Um, anyhow, <clears throat> you've learned that Play-Doh, this is what we learned from our children, you've learned that Play-Doh and microwaves should never be used in the same sentence. And you've learned that super glue is forever. And you've learned that the fire department has a 15-minute response time. And I'm teasing. I won't talk about it right now. But my mom was here uh, with us. She was here last night. And we know that for a fact. After I set everything on fire, we had two fire trucks come to our house. And I was probably about four and a half then. So I taught my folks lots of things when I was a little guy, you know. Anyhow, uh, you've learned that the children teach us, you learn that the spin cycle on the washing machine does not make earthworms dizzy. But it does make cats dizzy. Also, you learned that cats can throw up twice their body weight when they are dizzy, you know. And you've learned that certain Lego blocks can pass through the entire digestive tract of a four-year-old. These are some things, just a few of the things that our children teach us. I was reading about a a boy, and he got his first job. And as he was boasting about the amount of work he did, he said, I get up at 5 a.m., and I have my breakfast. And he was asked, does anyone else get up too? He replied, oh, yes, mother gets up and she fixes my breakfast. And then she fixes dad's breakfast, too. And what about your lunches? Oh, the boy said, oh, yeah, mother fixes our lunches and packs those for us, too. Does your mother have the afternoon to herself? And the boy replied, oh, oh, no. Mama cleans the house and she looks after the children. And then she gets supper ready for me and dad when we come home. And then we watch TV before we go to bed. What about your mother? What does she do? And the boy replied, well, mama washes some clothes and irons the rest of the evening. Do you get paid? Of course, dad and I get paid. And what about your mother? Does she get paid too? And the boy replied, mother, get paid? Mother don't get paid. She don't do no work. (laughs) And if there's anyone here today who believe that mothers don't do no work, you better just keep that to yourself right now, okay? Well, you might be in trouble, you know. Um, and I read in the news that flowers, and I hope this don't get nobody in trouble, but flowers and a, a, a card and dinner won't cut it for mothers this year. If you really want to show your working mom you appreciate how much she has done for you in the past year, you write her a check for $85,876. If she's a stay at home mom, the bill comes in at $134,121. That's how much it would cost to pay professionals to replace a mother's work at home. According to an estimate from Sal- Salary.com Incorporated, a compensation consulting firm. But questions have been raised about the study, whose flaws began with the online survey that covered only 400 moms and continue with questionable estimates on how different motherly tasks should be valued. Any time spent acting as the household CEO, for instance, was valued at a $600,000 annual rate and one researcher stated of course no one can place a value on the love and the affection that mothers give to their families but it shows that they are worth far more than a six figure salary moms are amazing and moms are priceless and sometimes we do forget and overlook those kinds of things It says here in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says, And so, dear Christian friends, I plead with you to give your bodies to God and let them be a living and a holy sacrifice. Now, the word sacrifice, because this word very uh, dearly connects with mothers, the word sacrifice means to give up something of value for something of greater value. And that's a good description of what mothers do. They give up something of value, their time, uh, their health, and, and the things that they would like to purchase or do, but she often makes a sacrifice for her kids. Now, we know in this imperfect world, every situation in motherhood is not perfect. We understand that, but this is God's design for, for a mom the love that he deposits in her and how she genuinely can change the world. Elizabeth Elliot once said, Mother, a quiet servant of necessity, doing the work no one would notice or thank her for, no one that is except him to whom it could be offered as a daily sacrifice of love. Hmm. What's that old saying? Man works from son to son But women's work, y'all all all know that, don't you? And a woman's work is never done because she sacrifices so much for her children and for her whole family. You know, her biggest child often might be her husband, you know. Thank you, dear. I appreciate that. Uh, Mothers, they're amazing. Moms, you are absolutely amazing. You know, Proverbs 31, if you take the time to read that today, you're going to see that mothers do all kinds of work. And I'd like to read you just a couple of the verses from that chapter in uh, Proverbs 31, verse uh, 14. And it says, she is like a merchant ship. Moms, they're like a merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. She's amazing. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work. Moms are amazing. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. Moms are amazing. She watches for bargains. How many of you moms like a bargain? That's what I'm talking about. She watches for bargains in her lights burn late into the night she's amazing her hands are busy she carefully watches all that goes on in her household and does not have to bear the consequences of laziness moms are amazing A junior well here let me see if i got something here i can show you I don't know if you know what this is. Whoops! <clears throat> Anybody know what this is? It's a magnet. Anyhow, I was reading this article. A junior high science teacher, he lectured on the properties of magnets for the entire class and the next day he gave his students a quiz and the first question read like this "Is my name begins with M has six letters and I pick up things what am I and half of the kids in that class wrote mother <laughs> pretty good description I think don't you <laughs> anyhow Irma Bombeck, she wrote this essay and she titled it, When God Created Woman. By the time the Lord made mothers, he was into his sixth day and working overtime. And an angel appeared and said, why are you spending so much time on this one? And the Lord answered and said, have you seen the spec sheets on her? She has to be completely washable, but not plastic. Have 200 movable parts, all replaceable, run on black coffee and leftovers. Have a lap that can hold three children at one time and that disappears when she stands up. Have a kiss that can cure anything from a straight knee to a broken heart, and have six pairs of hands. And the angel was astounded at the requirements for this one. Six pairs of hands? No way, said the angel. And the Lord replied, oh, it's not the hands that are the problem. It's the three pair of eyes that mothers must have. One pair of eyes are to see through the closed doors when she asks, what are you kids doing in there? Another pair in the back of her head that she sees what she shouldn't, but what she has to know. And of course, the ones here in the front that can look at a child when he goofs up and say I understand and I love you without uttering so much as a word moms are amazing the angel tried to stop the Lord this is too much work for one day wait until tomorrow to finish but I can't the Lord protested I'm so close to finishing a creation that is so close to my own heart so she already heals herself when she is sick and she feeds a family of 6 on 1 pound of hamburger and I can get a 9 year old and she can get a 9 year old to stand in the shower and the angel moved closer and touched the woman but you made her so soft lord she is soft the lord agreed but i have also made her tough you have no idea you have No idea what she can endure or accomplish. Will she be able to think, asked the angel. And the Lord replied, not only will she be able to think, she will be able to reason and to negotiate. The angel then noticed something and he reached out and he touched the woman's cheek. Oops, it looks like you have a leak with this model. I told you that you were trying to put too much into this one. That's not a leak, the Lord objected. That's a tear. What's the tear for, the angel asked. And the Lord said, the tear is her way of expressing her joy, her sorrow, her disappointments, her pain, her loneliness, her grief, and her pride. And the angel was impressed. You are a genius, Lord, this woman is amazing. Now, this is just an essay that we read, but it sure declares what I I know to be true: that women are amazing, mothers are amazing. Let me define the word amazing. The word amazing means to affect with great wonder. Mothers are full of wonder, and we would call them wonderful. Amazing, to affect with great wonder. Astonishing, the word amazing means awe-inspiring. The word amazing means remarkable, outstanding, incredible, marvelous. And part of the definition of amazing is miraculous. Mothers are amazing. They pretty much sum up that definition. Not perfect, but amazing. Faster than a speeding toddler, more powerful than a cocky teenager, able to leap rollerblades and hockey sticks in a single bound. Look up on that ladder. Is it dad changing the light bulb or a workman painting the ceiling? No, it's amazing mom sorting through the laundry pile that has accumulated over the weekend. Strange alien to a lazy teen, She hustles through the house with power and authority far beyond that of mortal man. Yes, it's amazing mom who's disguised as a totally weird creature who never, ever was a kid herself. She fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice and time alone in the bathroom, you know. Well, I think it's love that makes moms so amazing. And love is the most powerful thing on this planet. In my Bible, it says that God is love. And love allows you to be tough and to be tender at the same time. And moms are amazing. Katie uh, Samper said, Before becoming a mother, I had a hundred theories on how to bring up children. Now I have seven children. And I have only one theory, (laughs) love them, period. That's it. Especially when they least deserve to be loved them, to be loved, to love them, just love them. John chapter 15, verse 12, Jesus said, I command you to love each other in the same way that I love you. And here is how to measure this love, the greatest love, is shown when people lay down their lives for their friends. And that's what moms do. They lay down their lives for their children. They lay down their lives for others. By the time a child reaches 18, a mother has had to handle some extra 18,000 hours of child-generated work. In fact, women who never have children, enjoy the equivalent of an extra three months a year in leisure time. Mothers, they are amazing. Mothers are teachers. Mothers are disciplinarians. Mothers are cleaning ladies. Some mothers are gardeners and mowers of lawns. And most mothers understand that God bless you. Most mothers understand that baking cookies is more important than washing windows. Did you know that? Yeah. I mean, it don't impact the kids near as much washing a window. But when you bake them some cookies, you have got a hold of their heart. That's for Sure. Probably a mother would tell me not to stack it so close to the end. So if I end up breaking some of your dishes, dear, I'm sorry. Okay. Mothers are nurses and doctors and psychologists and counselors and chauffeurs and coaches. And mothers are developers of personalities and molders of vocabularies and shapers of attitudes. Mothers are soft voices saying, I love you. And mothers are a link to God. A child's first impression of God's love often comes through mothers. Mothers are all these things and much, much, much more. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 says, follow God's example in everything. Now, what percentage would everything be? Follow God's example in 100% of what you do. Follow God's example in everything you do because you are his dear children. Life, live a life filled with love for others. Mothers do. They live a life filled with love for others. Following the example of Christ who loved you and gave himself. He gave himself as a sacrifice to take away your sins and God was pleased. Because that sacrifice was like sweet, what's that say? Perfume to him. Did you know what the Bible says? That sacrifice is like sweet perfume to God. And mothers make sacrifices for their children and other children as well. And that's so pleasing. It's like a perfume to Almighty God when God sees the sacrifices that mothers do make. Irma Bombeck said, God said as he was creating a mother, I am close to creating something very much like myself. She was a pretty wise woman. mother's love is probably the closest example we have to the love of God, to be honest with you. A mother's love is a love that goes through the valley of the shadow of death to bring life into being. It's a love that sacrifices itself over and over and over again and would even dare to lay down her life for her own offspring and for some other needy child. Irma said, I often tell my kids, when we're in a place where there are thousands of people, And getting lost from us can happen in a few short seconds. If you get lost from us, watch for a mother who is pushing a baby in a stroller or holding a young child by the hand and ask her to help you find your mommy. Nothing is safer in those situations than appealing to the mother love and to the motherly instinct. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 14, it says, Jerusalem says, yet Jerusalem says, the Lord has deserted us. The Lord has forgotten us. And I'm just going to be honest with you, that ain't the truth. But anyhow, let me read it. It says, Jerusalem says, the Lord has deserted us. The Lord has forgotten us. Verse 15, never, exclamation mark, can a mother forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for a child she has born, and I'm going to get back to that verse in just a moment, but consider the, this case of Deborah Kemp. Police don't know where she found the strength, but she knows her six-year-old daughter, Ashley, was in the back seat of her car sleeping, and Deborah wasn't about to let someone steal the car and take her daughter as well. As she was pumping gas, at a gas station, a man jumped in the front driver's seat of her car and began pulling away. Deborah, desperate to protect Ashley, grabbed hold of the door and the steering wheel and held on to the moving car as she was dragged for several blocks. I wasn't trying to be a hero, she said later. I was concerned for my baby. And that was part of me in that car. And Kemp eventually managed to grab the thief, pull him from the car, and beat him with an anti-theft club device while he apologized and begged her to stop. Meanwhile, the driverless car went out of control and smashed into a restaurant. That's when Ashley woke up. Deborah Kemp suffered only ripped pants and bloodied knees. Her daughter was not injured at all. The suspect did not fare as well. He was unable to walk. One leg was broken and the other fractured. And he also suffered head injuries. Think of a good mom. Doesn't love her children? (laughs) Guess again. With God, moms can do all things. And Lord have mercy on you. If she can get a hold of that theft Proof club there and take care of the thief who's trying to steal her car but mostly trying to take her daughter. Lord have mercy on that thief. Mothers, they are soft and they are tender but they are tough. you know that for a fact? You ever heard people, you know, what's that favorite meal that they have on Sunday afternoon? Chicken, chicken dinners. You know, and you call somebody chicken as a coward. I know from experience by trying to take some baby chicks away from a full-grown chicken. And she was all over my head and flapping and scratching and pecking. She wasn't no chicken. She was a mama. And she was protecting her youngins. That's for sure. Well, let me read you that verse that we started off in a while ago. Isaiah forty-nine fourteen, And it says, yet Jerusalem says, the Lord has deserted us. The Lord has forgotten us. Never. Can a mother forget her nursing child? Never. And then it's a question. Can a mother forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, I would not forget you, says Almighty God. See, I have written, I have written. I have written your names on my hand. Ever before me is a picture of Jerusalem's walls in ruin. Now, some servants inscribe the names of their masters on their hands in Isaiah, but masters do not write the name of their servants on their hands. The masters just never write the name of their servants on their hands, but the Bible says God did. God writes your name on his hand and you're ever before his eyes because he loves you and he's crazy about you and that's where moms get that love that they have you know we're constantly amazed at the intensity of the love that a mother has for her children and it's absolutely unconditional and it's sacrificial to the core and that sacrifice that mothers have is a perfume that is absolutely pleasing to Almighty God. The story is told out of World War II and the Holocaust that took the lives of millions of people of Solomon Rosenberg and his family. It's a true story. Solomon Rosenberg, his wife, their two sons, and his mother and father were arrested and placed in a Nazi concentration camp. It was a labor camp. And the rules were simple. As long as you can do your work, you're permitted to live. When you become too weak to do your work, then you are exterminated. Rosenberg, he watched his mother and father march off to their deaths. And he knew that next would be his youngest son, David, because David had always been a frail child. Every evening Rosenberg came back into the barracks after his hours of labor and he searched for the faces of his family. And when he found them, they would huddle together, embrace one another, and thank God for another day of life. One day Rosenberg, he came back and he didn't see those familiar faces. And he finally discovered his oldest son Joshua in a corner, huddled, weeping, and praying. And he said, Josh, tell me it's not true. And Josh turned and said, it is true, Papa. Today, David was not strong enough to do his work. So they came for him. But where is your mother? Asked Mr. Rosenberg. Oh, Papa, he said, when they came for David, he was afraid. And he cried. And Mama said, there is nothing to be afraid of, David. So she took his hand and she went with him. Amazing moms who sacrifice a lot on behalf of their children. Their sacrifice is a wonderful perfume to almighty God. For the first four or five years after I had children, I consider motherhood a temporary condition, not a calling. It was a time of my life set aside for exhaustion and long hours. It would pass. And then one afternoon with three kids in tow, I came out of the supermarket pushing a cart with four wheels that went in opposite directions. And when my toddler son broke away from me just outside the door and he ran toward a machine holding bubble gum and a glass dome. And in a voice that shatters glass, he shouted, give me, give me, give me. And I told him I would give him what's for if he didn't stop shouting and he better get to the car. As I physically tried to pry his body from around the bubblegum machine, he pulled the entire thing over. Glass and balls of bubblegum went all over the parking lot. We now had attracted a sizable crowd. I told him he would never see a cartoon again as long as he lived and if he didn't control his temper he was going to be making license plates for the state (laughs) he tried to stifle his sobs as he looked around at the staring crowd and then he did something that i was to remember for the rest of my life in his helpless quest for comfort he turned to the only one he trusted his emotions with me He threw his arms around my knees and held on for dear life. I had humiliated him, chastised him, and berated him, but I was still all he had. That single incident defined my role. I was a major force in this child's life. Sometimes we forget how important stability is to a child. I've always had, I always told mine, the easiest part of being a mother is giving birth. The hardest part is showing up each day afterwards. And we may not think of that sometimes, you know. And I, I was wondering if, if we should pray and ask God if he could help the men folk give the birth and let the ladies take that time off. Is there any men who's all in favor of that? There wasn't none last night either. <laughs> we think the ladies do a pretty good job. Well, they've been equipped and they've been enabled and they have vision. They know that God has deposited in them. Mother's Day is traditionally the day when children give something back to their mothers for all the spit they produce to wash dirty faces And all the old gum that they held in their hands and all the noses they wiped and all the bloody knees they made well with a kiss. This is the day that mothers are rewarded for washing all those sheets in the middle of the night of a sick child and driving kids to school when they've missed the bus. And and during all the football games in the rain, it's Appreciation Day for Moms for making your children finished something they said they couldn't do and not believing them when they said to you, I hate you, and sharing their good times and their bad times. Many Mother's Day cards probably won't reflect this, but moms, what those cards are trying to say is thank you for showing up. Thank you for showing up. Thank you. This woman. We call her mother. We call her mom. We call her ma. She's amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. It tells us here in. Proverbs 31. That her children. Will stand and bless her. And her husband will. Praise her. And. And I think it's appropriate for us to say thank you to moms, to our mom, and to respect them and our grandmoms and our great-grandmoms and those who are passed on and they're in heaven and cheering us on from the balcony, you know. It's appropriate for us to stand and to bless them. And uh, it says in Psalms, uh, Proverbs Thirty-one, verse thirty. It says, "Charm is deceptive, and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised." And that word "praised" means there she will be greatly applauded, and and thanksgiving to her. And I think that's quite appropriate today, if all of us could do what the scripture says that her children, and all of you had a mother of some kind, or you probably wouldn't be here, I I assume, but it says her children shall stand and bless her, and her husband will praise her. So I'm going to ask you, if you would, just for a moment with me, I want you just to stand to your feet, and let's just bless our moms. Whether they're still here with us or they're with the Lord right now, I would like us to bless them And one of the things that the scripture says here, you know, that this woman will be greatly praised. And that means applauded. So I would like for us to applaud our moms and us to applaud motherhood, mothers all around the planet, if we could right now. Now let's do a real applause. Like your football team just won. Woo! Because it's so easy to forget. You may be seated for a moment. It's so easy to forget. And not to appreciate some of the most amazing things that God has given unto us and we want to applaud them and we want to honor mothers and motherhood and there are so many women for whatever reason it is they have not been able to have a child but they have the heart of a mother and they're going to mother any children that happens across their way there are so many even when they're tiny and they're young they have that mother-like attitude toward folks who come across their path And so what I would like us to do now, since we have applauded them, now I would like only the mothers to stand. And we're going to pray for you. So if the mothers would stand, and we should give them a little applause before we pray. And we honor you who are... Standing at home as well. And we thank God for you mothers as well. So let's join our faith right now and ask God's blessing upon these mothers here. They are amazing. But for God, we ask you to bless the, the mothers who are standing here and who are standing in their homes or inside their heart they're standing because they're a little hesitant or timid to stand because what people might say in their home environments. But we ask that you would, continue to bless them with courage, and you would just overflow them and fill them with love that takes action. Bless these mothers who have made such sacrifices, and we just ask that you would wrap your arms of love around them and comfort these moms. Oh, Papa God, who feel like they never have quite measured up, that they should have did something different, or they could have did something better, and how the enemy has attacked them in so many ways. I ask that, Almighty God, you would give them peace and you would cause them to see how they're changing the world in which they live by what they have done. And I thank you, Almighty God, that, that any area of their life where they've missed the mark as well as with the dads, that you forgive us all. And those things would be all behind us and we would focus upon what you have gifted us to do. Bless these moms in body and soul and spirit and may they continue to be an encouragement to all those youngsters who come across their path. Bless them, oh, Papa God. And all those who agree with that says, amen. Amen. amen and amen. Now, we're going to dismiss you in just a moment. But what I want you to do, and you can sit down again, because I'm going to give you an opportunity to stand up again in a moment here. <laughs> but what I'd like us to do, Uh, We've got roses in the the back rooms over there. And all mamas, please stop. And all the women who have the heart of a mom. And all the way down to the littlest girl, please grab a rose on your way out. And we've, all of you, absolutely. And we have had somebody, lots of times we're able to buy the roses that don't have thorns on them. But sometimes they... Get here with thorns on them, but have no fear because there's someone who is part of our congregation who dethorned them for you. I venture to say that she probably shed some blood in the whole process, <laughs> but we know somebody else who shed his blood and he wore a crown of thorns for us, did he not? So what we'd like to do is just to reaffirm our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and if, if you've known him and you've kind of drifted away, well, let's just get things right with him today. And if you already are in a right relation with him, let's just reaffirm our faith to him this day. And if, if you've never known him at all, we'll give you an opportunity to declare your faith today. And I'm just going to lead you and guide you in a simple prayer. And if you would join me. So we can bow our heads as uh, I would challenge you to follow me in a prayer. And if my wife would join me up here. But would you pray after me right now? Heavenly Father, I believe that you love me. That's why you sent your son Jesus.
1: That's why you sent your son Jesus.
2: And he gave his life for me.
1: And he gave his life for me. He
2: shed his blood for me. For me.
1: He shed his blood for me.
2: I believe that he rose from the dead.
1: I believe that he rose from the dead. On the third day. On the third day.
2: And he's knocking at the door of my heart.
1: And he's knocking at the door of my heart.
2: And I open wide that door.
1: And I open wide that door.
2: And I invite Jesus.
1: And I invite Jesus into
2: my life.
1: Into my life.
2: Into every area of my life.
1: Into every area of my life.
2: As my Savior.
1: As my Savior. As
2: my Lord.
1: As my Lord.
2: As my friend.
1: As my friend.
2: And as my soon coming King.
1: And as my soon coming king.
2: In Jesus' name.
1: In Jesus' name.
2: Amen. amen. And amen.